Hello and welcome to the Cinema Dump. This week, the first episode of the new year, 2013, I am not joined by Will for once. I am joined today by... Adam. Adam what? Adam, uh, uh, yes, my, my surname, the most hilarious of surnames given my profession as well, is Camp. Adam Camp. What oh, a yes. lovely, lovely, pretty name. And he's got pretty hair to match as well. Well, now, we're, whilst we're hearing your red room of pain, I feel it's, it's true. thought it was only appropriate. It's true. So, uh, Ad, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do and what your background is? And okay. Whatnot? Right, well, uh, essentially, um, I'm, I've spent the last three decades of my life since birth and minus one year, so one year before being born, I'm 29, um, uh, being an utter film and video game nerd. Um, my profession is that I am a teacher. I am a teacher of English and A-level media studies, so somebody is actually paying me to be a nerd. Um, the perfect job. Yes, so I, I also get to mould teenagers' minds to think what I think and hate what I hate which is one of the wonderful things about being an educator in Britain today. <laughs> Sounds sinister beyond belief. It is. It's Lovecraftian, and it's, uh, <laughs> I like to feel I'm one of the elder gods. Well, uh, on that note, we'll probably actually end up doing a Lovecraft episode soon, probably, I reckon. Excellent. Maybe. I thought it was inevitable, given well, most of our... I think there's another one of our friends we could probably get in on that one. Yes, perhaps, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I think so. Anyway, today... We really were sort of chucking some ideas around about what we were going to talk about today. Uh, up until about half an hour ago, it was something completely different. Yes. Um, and then we hit upon the idea that we, well, as Ad has already said, he, comic book fan and video game fan and basically all the geeky media. Um, yeah, yeah. And what encompasses that the best, we thought, was Batman. Yes. He covers all bases. <laughs> so today we're just going to have a little bit of a chat about uh, the Batman uh, movie franchise. Um, uh, you know, we're not just talking the live action; we're talking the animated as well. Yes, we're yes. Both quite familiar with them as well. Um, to be honest, um, I think at some point today, one of us should put on my Batman mask, which is on that top shelf up there. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm not actually lying either. <laughs> there is a Batman mask up there. Shall I get it now? Yeah, you go and get it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I got th- I got this Batman mask when I went to see Batman Live. <laughs> it's for children, but I sat in the audience wearing it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, I did desperately want to go to Batman Live. My other half was less inclined. I had press passes for it, so I went for free. <laughs> it was great. It, it was, um, there, there was a part in the show because it was like, <laughs> oh my God, you can't see this. Now. I, um, honest to God, I've, I've just put the bas- Batman mask on the cowl, I believe is yes, the correct is. term. How he fights crime with this shit on his face. It's beyond me. I mean, this is just for people listening. It's sort of foamy plastic construction. Yeah, just the front. It's, it's not yeah. the full headpiece. Um, him with the full sort of bat condom with spikes on would really, really hamper any crime fighting skills. I believe certainly would. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, yeah. Well, I, I went to see it, and, and um, they uh, there was a there was one point in the show because it was before it actually opened, but there was a lot of kids there as well for obvious reasons. It was great. It was like a stunt theatre sort of spectacular it was it was really entertaining it was sort of halfway between the Tim Burton Batman and the Joel Schumacher forever Batman not the Batman and Robin, <laughs> which we will talk about in a bit um, but there was one party. Where, yeah, there was there was, uh, there was one guy playing Bruce Wayne and one guy playing Batman obviously for costume changes it was a bit of a faff and um, at one point uh, Batman there was a fight scene Catwoman was in there Robin was in there they were fighting I think it was the Joker's men and um Batman injured himself. I think he pulled his hamstring or something. He went down yeah. like a sack of taties, and one of, and he had to like limp or get helped off stage and limped off. 
And a woman said over the microphone, uh, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Batman's injured himself, if you can just stand by. And a kid in front of me started crying. He's like, <laughs> Mom, what's happened to Batman? And I was really glad that that kid had done it because I was going to do it otherwise. Because <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like watching the Transformers movie, the, the the animated one where Optimus Prime dies. It was that effect. It was like, all of a sudden, one of your most cherished sort of like hard men from childhood is going down like a sack of tears. It was harrowing. But, but this wasn't fictional. This was, this was real, therefore making it more well, harrowing. Was, well, this was on Because stage he was genuinely injured. So yes, this was... and also he is really Batman. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it, if it ever tours again, because I think they were trying to take it to America, but if it ever tours again, anyone's, anyone's into that sort of thing. It is really light-hearted and kind of cheesy, but really is like, get your adrenaline going. Go and watch it, because it, it was great fun. It was really good. Lots of lasers and sort of weird stages, and a Batmobile on stage as well. A real Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. Built so, by a Formula One guy. Yeah, I, I saw the images of it. So I watched all the promotional shit, but yeah. was was not was, was vetoed from yeah. going. Well, a guy I've worked with who does, um, um, he does sort of like... Uh, Props and armor in films and things like that. He did the Batman suit for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Batman suit I liked, but it was really unwieldy. The guy couldn't move very well in it because he had to look chunkier than he actually was. <laughs> but anyway, we sort of totally went off on one of our world famous tangents there. This, this, these tangents, I mean, for people listening, obviously you know Richie, but you probably don't know me. But uh, for all the five listeners out there, I don't know who, how, how popular is the podcast? Uh, well, it goes up every week to be honest I think on the first week I had about 76 subscribers or something and it's been going up since then shit right it kicks the arse off my blog well, it's, anyway it's, but <laughs> I have this going through iTunes as well so if you go into iTunes and search for it it comes up and you can subscribe directly to your iPod from there and things right people, right people find it by searching film and you know oh, well, well, well anyway so people who don't know either of us then um, uh, we, we have discussed uh, the topic in question of Batman for far longer than is probably submissible for a, a podcast yes yeah, when yeah, not on a microphone um so uh should we should we start um sort of at the at the beginning of batman then so you want you you want to so what is is television and serial stuff well if if just mentioned briefly like the the thing that people often don't realize is obviously when batman's uh creation in in comic world existed for the the first fight the uh bob kane comics Mm. were very much like the 60s adam west very much style, so. uh, very campy, very child oriented. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, it was an lo- innocent time. Yeah, it was. A, it was a very innocent. Although time. Although Batman did kill people back then. Right. Well, you you could kill people then. It was fine. Oh, yeah. Yes, the people enjoyed it, and it was probably when you could still shoot a, a Welshman in York on a Wednesday with a crossbow if he looked at your wife the wrong way or something. <laughs> but um, no, it was. Uh, it, and when they made that sixties. TV version, it was very much a direct sort of lift mm. from the comics, mm. but what a campier. <laughs> yeah, well, they'd done, they had done previous to that some TV serials, hadn't they? Which, and I do believe they were shown, you know, you know like they used to have the Flash Gordon serials before yeah. films and cinemas. They did like a, a episodic uh, Batman ones as well. I think I might be wrong, but I think two guys, there was two versions of the serials. I think there was a really early one, mm. and then there was a uh, 30s, 40s one. I might be totally wrong there, but this is just sort of what I'm, I'm remembering. Um, and they, funnily enough, were darker than the TV series. Yeah. They, uh, they were slightly darker than the comics. Um, I've only seen a couple of them because it's quite hard to come by, but I've seen some clips from them on the uh, the recent, fairly recent, uh, I say fairly recent, actually, it makes me sound old now, it was about eight years ago. <laughs> they did special editions of uh, the Tim Burton Batmans. 
And uh, on there, they had some absolutely phenomenal making of. One of them on the first Batman film was the history of Batman. Yeah, it was about an hour long. It was really, really good. I mean, it had interviews with the people. You, I mean, Bob Kane for one was interviewed yeah. on it because uh, I think he died shortly after the first Batman film came out. Yeah, I, I remember he did a um, the uh, did a drawing specifically for the film for the did. police sketch yes. of. Well, uh, on the making of, it shows you um, Bob Kane on the set walking around like the Gotham set, saying how yeah. he's amazed by it and everything. But. Um, uh, that making of on that, on that DVD is is fantastic, um, and yeah, the sixties, sixties TV series. Well, it knew <laughs> it knew what it was. It wasn't it wasn't it, cheesy. It was a it, children's TV show. It was, but yeah. also it was it was a piss take of itself. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 and it knew it was. It was very self aware. So the sixties Batman, yeah, hell of a lot of fun. Um, I think basically, I think. The sixties Batman, really, other than the sort of uh, um, what, what's what's the term the, the the gallery of what is it the, the oh the Rogues Gallery the Rogues yes, Gallery yes. the Batman the Rogues Gallery that uh, in Batman I think in the TV series they the obvious ones there Joker Penguin Riddler mm. um, but the, really the sixties version is only want to use some of the crap ones as well like Egghead which was yeah. Vincent Price played him I think it was <laughs> I, I did he. Yeah, Vincent Price. Well, clearly he was a Bob Job sort of guy. Yeah, he was yeah, also yeah. a wonderful man. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yes, he did. Vincent Price yeah. played him. Um, and they had uh, was it, there was like bloody the Pharaoh, or, oh no, King Tut, he was called, and like <laughs> Clockman, and really, really, really <laughs> shit ones. That nowadays with with things like um, the Arkham Asylum games and things like that, the, those guys have sort of somehow managed to make some of these minor characters a little less shit and a bit more yeah, sort of, yeah, um, threatening. Um, but the, that TV show is the only one that's really dabbled in outside of the, the Rogues Gallery. The established anyone, sort of Rogues yeah, Gallery, if you talk yeah. to anyone, they'll go, oh, well, uh, Penguin, Joker, Riddler, Catwoman, Two-Face. Yeah. Maybe Two-Face. A lot of people don't even really know Two-Face because he wasn't introduced until... It was like the 90s. It was yeah, the era yeah. when Bane... Uh, no, wait, I might, I might be wrong about that. I know Bane was definitely introduced in the Two-Face 90s. Because Two-Face wasn't in the 60s version. No, definitely. No. It was later than that, but... Bane was introduced in about 92. Yeah, something like that. It was... After the Burton films, it was yeah, um, and yeah, there was. I mean, uh, the, after after the series, there was obviously the when it got to the the eighties, and there was a, a DC Comics. I mean, I recently read um, uh, Batman. Uh, well, sorry, The Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One. Uh, and who was that written by? It was written by everybody's <laughs> favorite Islamophobe, <laughs> Frank Miller. Um, what a bell end! Yes. Now the, it it does make it kind of annoying because those two graphic novels in particular are, are, are stellar works. You know, the, uh, the, what is it? Year uh, One, Batman Year yeah. One, and um, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Uh, they, they both emerged in the 80s after DC wanted to shake up the characters and reinvigorate the franchise yeah. a bit um, and, and he sort of came forward and said I'll, I'll reinvent Batman yeah. and to a large degree the Batman incarnation that we all know and love in the present day is larger because of Frank Miller yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the, those two graphic novels in particular I mean Batman Year One there's a whole load of stuff lifted straight into Batman Begins yeah. and uh, The Dark Knight Returns there is a whole load of stuff lifted straight into The Dark Knight Rises yeah, yeah. Uh, including which I realised when I saw it and I actually had to sort of take a minute um, you know it's I'm sort of smiling but it's actually quite awful the comparison the link that I'm making but yeah. there's a moment in The Dark Knight Returns um, graphic novel whereby there's Batman returns after retirement and people are inspired by him to fight crime 
for good or bad. So they oh, take yeah, the course, violent yeah. method, um, a lot of them, and it's a very intelligent comment about it. And one of the incidents that is in the comic is a man goes to a cinema and decides everyone around him is a criminal and pulls a gun out and shoots a bunch of people within a movie theatre. Which happened with Dark Knight Rises, did it not? Yes, it did. Mm. So there's, it was, you know, it's the the context of obviously obviously the the real, well, obviously there's no, there's no link. We're not going to argue the yeah. the link between media and real life, but it's just it was a bit of a chilling little. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's interesting you say that though because um, you were saying about the vigilantes being inspired. That mm. is actually in Dark Knight, isn't it? Uh, yes. At the beginning yeah. Of Dark so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the guys with the hockey pads. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yes. Frank Miller. The other, uh, less. I'm not even going to give him any publicity because. Uh, the guy disgusts me. I was reading a bit on him actually last night. I'm yeah, just, even people who are, he's a long time fans now just like what the he's you know? he's become everything he railed against in the eighties, and yeah. that's what so all of the all of the the brilliance of those two graphic yeah. novels, and you know a lot of his other work. Yeah, obviously Sin City, etc. You know a lot of the brilliance of that is just negated by the fact that. He's he's a massive racist. Yes, he is. And yeah. it's it's a bit like I'm imagining he's a bit sexist as well. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining it's you know if if you were say you were a diehard glam rock fan in the 70s or the 80s and you, and you loved Gary Glitter, you then find out something <laughs> about him and you can't listen to those songs the same again. Yeah, it's, you'd be a bit gutted. I must yes. say. <laughs> I mean, um, the other one to mention from the comics actually is uh, the Killing Joke. Yes, Alan Moore. Yeah, Killing Joke, Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. that's uh, cracking that one. Amazing entry, defined the Joker. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of Killing Joke obviously went into the Dark Knight. It did, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it did something that hadn't been done before, which was to give the Joker an origin story and made him a hell of a lot more threatening than he once was. Yeah. Before he was seen as this sort of like dime store hood with like, (laughs) it was just basically cracked jokes and laughed lots. Lots of thugs. Yeah, yeah, but... What are we doing, boss? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then all of a sudden he's this... I mean, the development of the Joker is far more interesting as a character than the development of the Batman character. We Mm. will talk in length a little bit later about where the Joker went as far as films and and media and things like that. Mm. Um, But uh, the killing joke, yeah, it was... A defining moment, not just for the joke, but for Alan Moore's stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, another another graphic. <laughs> another yeah, man. He's he's lost his way as Alan Moore, but not in a not in the same league. It's just a bit of shit now. It's not quite the same as suddenly unveiling horrifically right wing racist thoughts. But we were talking about the nineteen uh, sixties TV show. Perhaps we should talk about the 1960s Batman movie. Oh, yes. See, this is the movie course. podcast. Oh, yes. We totally forgot about uh, the uh, Batman the movie. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Referenced in um, Wallace and Gromit, A Matter of Love and it Death. It was, yes. yes. I watched it the other week. It was, yes. But what, did that, what do they say? Well, they actually say some days you just can't get rid of a bomb, don't they? No, no, it's uh, it's it's Gromit running around with the bomb, but he he um he's, oh, he he's running around with a bomb trying to get rid of it, and there's some ducks, and yeah. then he runs out another window, and there's some nuns, yeah, yeah. and it's it's just lifted straight from it. Isn't it nuns walking loads of puppies? They're they're actually carrying kittens with That's a sign saying yeah, yeah. "Save the kittens." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we should do a Walson Gromit podcast. Yes, I believe that? that's that's got to be on the cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's great fun, the film, isn't it? Yes, um, if if only for the... Um, uh, Robin, hand me my bat, my shark repellent, repellent bat spray. Bat spray. Yeah. And he's, Robin's up in the Batcopter and he's looking through all the, the repellent bat sprays yeah. and there's like Barracuda, yeah. Octopus. Oh, shark, here yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Even better than that, though, is at that point, he's actually hanging from a ladder, Batman, and it actually yes. says on the ladder, Bat Ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Not taking themselves very seriously, those guys. Well... 
Yeah, that's great fun. That's not a lot really we can say about it. Oh, no, no, there's, there's, there's all of the Riddler's riddles. Oh, um, God, yeah. And, uh, I mean, these, these riddles, it, when you hear the solutions to the riddles, you just you think there is absolutely no way they were taking this seriously at any point of its no. inception. And there's one of the riddles, I believe, was um, what, um, what's three inches tall and dangerous? And Robin goes... A sparrow with a machine gun. Yeah. Because, yes, of course, my old chum. <laughs> <laughs> the only logical answer. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Isn't it? Totally stupid. But a lot of fun. Highly recommended to anyone with a sense of humour and even a passing sort of love of Batman. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there was a massive gap after that of, like, what, 20 years? Yeah, probably about 20 years. About and 89 was Batman? 87, 89? I can't even remember. I should have a uh, cheat sheet. I normally have a cheat sheet with me years. 89 was uh, Batman. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Batman Returns, was that 91? I think it was yeah. a couple of years after, yeah. But... Um, Apparently, they had been wanting to make a, an actual, an updated feature film for years, and mm. um, it had been in pretty much greenlit and in development hell for a long, long time. Some wacky ideas going around. There was um, there was talk of uh, of Adam West playing it in a darker version, and he he lobbied to get the part. I I, I really want to go to. Um, I want to get the device from Sliders, and I want to slide into an alternate reality where. Adam West played Batman in the Tim Burton movie. Would be brilliant. Well, that w- that was one of the things going around. Uh, one of the ideas was there was going to be Robin in there, and he was going to be played. Oh, I can't even remember who it was now. He was going to be like basically like a um, a kid off the streets, um, played by a black actor, mm. um, and it was someone of the time who was big, and I can't remember who it was now. Look on the internet. Google's your friend. Anyway. Um, Will Smith was a young lad about that yeah, point. Do, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was someone older than that. It was someone a lot older than that. Um, but anyway, and he was basically going to be, a, 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 he was working as a car mechanic, and he, I can't even remember the arsing on with it. There, mm. There's actually a scene that they storyboarded, which um, is on the Batman DVD, because um, Tim Benton really hated the idea of Robin, as most people do, because it's just, it's, it's really hard to do Robin well, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, there was a, um, on the DVD, the making of, there is a storyboard sequence, which is storyboarded for the Tim Benton's Batman, and the scene wasn't in the film. But it's fantastic because they've storyboarded it. They've, uh, they've animated the storyboard, so they move along in an animated fashion. They've put sound effects on, and Kevin Conroy and Mark <laughs> Hamill do their voices for the characters on it. It's wow. a chase scene of Batman where he knocks a policeman off a horse, jumps on the horse as Bruce Wayne, um, and uh, I can't he ends up being Batman at some point. I can't remember how he does it. Um, he's chasing the Joker. Phone booth. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so he's chasing the Joker in the Joker's van. And they're going to Gotham Square and the Flying Graysons are there doing a show. Right. And the Joker rides through one of the poles and it snaps to the pole and the Graysons get killed. And Hence, hence Robin is born. It, was, it yeah. was basically putting Robin in for the sequel. Yeah. Tim Merton was like, don't like, don't like Robin. We're not putting it in. So they never <laughs> put it in. But um, yeah, so the, I mean... Yeah, there was a long time between between sixties Batman. It's you know on on that note, the the disdain for Robin in in cinema. Do yeah. we think that's is there a way? You, I mean, if we look at Batman Forever and Batman and Robin as examples, then the answer's no. But is there a way of doing Robin well um, in a feature film, live action? Yes, possibly because. If you were if you were to say to comic book fans, they're making a new Batman film, Robin's in it, they'd go, oh god. But if you were to say well, they're making a new Batman film and Nightwing's in it, they'd be like, 
Oh. Yeah, well, this is my thing, actually, because I actually... I, I, I'm of the belief that in the comics, Robin is pretty cool, Nightwing mm. or Robin. Um, on film... Robin you're on about, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's you know, you just kind three, of... Three Robins? Two or three? Two or three, yeah. There's... Um, Dick Grayson. I can't remember the other names. I can't remember them at all. He yeah. keeps referencing them in The Dark Knight Returns as well, because yeah. yeah. obviously he's meant to be at the end of his career. Yeah, Because yeah. uh, the... one gets killed, doesn't he? Yeah. Another turns into Nightwing. And um, oh well, in in Dark Knight Returns, actually, it's it's a girl, and this... I can't remember the name of the girl, um, but she's got crazy big hair that I think is yeah. meant to emulate the sort of Robin quiff mm. of the older versions. But um, it's sort of it's comes back to sort of that that topic we were maybe going to talk about of suspension yeah. of disbelief. Yeah, you're willing to accept a lot more in a comic than you would allow to happen in live action on screen. Yeah, You're willing yeah. to accept that this boy goes around with Batman and it's not weird and a bit creepy yeah. and, you know, they, they fight violent thugs and criminals and Batman, a, a clearly well-trained professional, is allowing yeah. a child to fight alongside yeah, him. Yeah. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine because mm. it's a comic and you just go, yeah, but it's 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 comic, the supervillains, it's a twisted version of reality. Mm. You put those things in front of a camera and try and establish that it's kind of real and I think the Robin idea just falls apart. Do you think um, that's possibly because um, whenever they have attempted Robin in, in a film, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, well, really only once, they sort of did in Dark Knight Rises, but sort of. Sort of, sort of in a weird, yeah. skewed way that pissed off a the, lot of people who yeah. like Robin. <laughs> the only real, the way that, the only real uh, time they've done it is forever, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And uh, do you think that's the reason why in Batman Forever um, he's established as being a lot older than he conventionally is in, in the comics because people wouldn't believe a small child to I be think allowed that. I think that has to be it, yeah, because it was uh, Chris O'Donnell, wasn't yes, it? it was, and yeah. he was, you know, a very, very good-looking, very muscular yeah. man uh, being the boy wonder Robin. Yeah. And boy in the sense that he was about 25 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's exactly why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, I mean, if we if we go on from the, are, are we tackling Burton? Oh, we've, we've got to tackle a bit of Burton's yeah. Batman. Yeah, we have to tackle Burton's Batman. Um, well, so yeah, fast forwarded a little bit from the the sixties Batman, and we get to nineteen, well, the, the mid nineteen eighties, and the Batman film is in pre production, and they now put your put yourself in the like now you say Tim Burton's Batman. Fair enough, okay, you can imagine them mm. doing this. Bear in mind it was one of the most expensive films ever made. It was the f- it held the record for the highest grossing opening weekend, I think it was. Yeah. Um at the time. And it was a phenomenal amount. It wasn't broken until a long time after. I can't even remember who broke it after, but it was a long time after. And it was basically the biggest film ever made. Now put yourself in the, the mindset of someone back then. The only films Tim Burton had directed to this point were Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> and Beetlejuice, another tainted hero. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, you're right there. Yeah, um, and Beetlejuice. But yeah, Beetlejuice. Now, can you imagine being a comic book fan and finding out the guy who'd made Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice was not only making Batman, but had cast the actor who played Beetlejuice as Batman? Now, I, know, I, I those... knew there was uproar. There was petitions. Yeah, and they had to. I think it was one of the comic cons to actually calm the fans. They had to patched together an early trailer to short Comic-Con because there was that much outroar. There was letters sent into newspapers, magazines, saying it was like an absolute travesty. Mm. But quite the opposite happened, really, when the film got released. People realised that Michael Keaton, in my opinion, is is my favourite Batman. Even if he isn't your favourite Batman, 
you've got to admit he was fucking brilliant as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of the the gist of it, wasn't it? Yeah. You didn't you wouldn't believe that he was Batman exactly. And I mean, in the, in the modern films and in every other iteration of Batman, Bruce Wayne is a very muscular, very big, very burly man that can handle himself. Yeah. Um, but you just kind of because we all have this affection for Batman, we just kind of buy that. We just yeah. kind of ignore that little bit of you know clear obviousness and logic. Suspension that, of disbelief. Yes, yeah, suspension of disbelief <laughs> again. You know the the fact that every detective in Gotham must be the most inept knobhead that you've ever come across. But yeah, um, yeah you, the point was in Burton's Batman, you you would look at Bruce Wayne. Somebody, if somebody said, "Oh yeah, you know Batman." It's Bruce Wayne. You'd be like, piss off. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, being ridiculous. Well, I've, I've always uh, been of the mind, and this has always been my argument, that um, people say, well, you know, if he's Batman, he's going to be quite muscly. And, and my argument is, the stuff he does, he probably wouldn't. He would probably be very sort of athletic in a sort of ballet dancer. Leath, sort of, sort of yeah. nimble wear. Yeah. He would He would uh, be very thin, very strong. Yeah. But he wouldn't be bulky. I, I don't know why he's always so bulky in, in all the other films. <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you're doing if you're doing the type of fighting he's doing, and you you know you're vaulting over rooftops and all of that, you would be would you be like a gymnast? And you, well, you, you've also got to glide across the city a lot and and, and hang off wires. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you would try and make yourself lean. It if wouldn't you're, be if you're a two hundred and fifty pound tank, then yeah. it's. Uh... I mean, that's why long you know see long distance runners and gymnasts. Apart from perhaps big upper bodies with certain gymnasts, mm. they aren't big because you're not going to be able to be the best at what you do if you're built like that. So I think that was probably Burton's thinking. Um, it's just a shame he's not used Michael Keaton as much in any of his other films. I love Michael Keaton. I think he's uh, underused. He is. Yeah. He's brilliant, um, dramatic and comedic actor. Yeah, but uh, I can sort of see why people got a bit pissed off because it was so sort of. Left field. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, 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 it's like you said at the time, he directed two films. Yeah. Now, everybody would be like, well, let's face it, if he did Batman now, it'd be bloody Depp, and he'd do a version it of... It would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but then... <laughs> So what are your thoughts on Burton's Batman then? When did you first see it? What, what did you think I, well, I first saw uh, Burton's Batman when when I was a child. I'm not sure of what age, because it was 89, and in all honesty, born in 83, my memories of the 80s are hazy at best. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think I went to the cinema. I would have been far too young. I think I must have seen it on TV sometime in the early 90s. I think it was a 12. That, no, there wasn't a 12 at that point. So it yeah, must it, it must have been like a PG... Well, it must have been a 15, I think. I think. Was, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I remember... First time I watched it as a child, I remember just being aware of it. It wasn't until I was a bit older that I watched it and truly appreciated it. And of course, you got you got Jack Nicholson mm. as the Joker. Oh god, we haven't talked about that. Have we? Yeah, Jack else? Nicholson, man. Yeah. It's like um, it's if you go in on the comic version of the Joker, he's a skinny man, and yeah. you know Jack Nicholson isn't a skinny man. But no. my god, he's menacing. Yeah, he is, isn't he? And the grin, and yeah. yeah I mean, I, I even liked, and a lot of comic book fans aren't that adverse to this as well the sort of changing of well there isn't really an origin story for joker but the chip the, the, the origin well story the uh, the um the killing joke is actually sort of He's accepted as canon he? now it's um wasn't he a comedian yeah, he, who was a, he was a struggling do, do jobs for the struggling mob. stand-up comedian yeah. um worked in a card factory um and uh the mob wanted to break into the chemical factory next door to the card factory. Was it Axis Chemicals by any chance? It was, yes. Uh, they wanted to break into there, and therefore, because the, he was an employee in the building next door, they um, hired him. They put this costume of the um, 
the red hood mm. on him. And the red hood, for anybody watching who's not a complete loser, uh, is um, <laughs> was essentially no, meant to be you, this... You, you you were just saying that anyone's not a complete lo- loser. You actually also said anyone watching. Anyone watching? Wow, yes. So any, anybody staring <laughs> blindly at a screen with no moving images or colours. Um, I say this because I'm currently staring at the, the size of our waves as we... As Your we wave these. is bigger than mine. Mine. It's got a lot of girth yeah. on it as well. Yeah. We're talking about the losers but anyway, yes, yeah. Going, going back to um, Red Hoods and other phallic imagery, um, <laughs> basically uh, the, 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 the Red Hood was meant to be this, this crime figure in Gotham and what the Gotham Police Department didn't realise was that there was no Red hood it was simply a disguise put on various petty criminals to yeah. try and throw them off the scent yeah. so the disguise the joker before he's the joker as the red hood yeah. break into this factory with him and um batman comes in to foil the robbery and in doing so he sees the red hood and thinks right i'm having you uh push it as a fight with him the you know this skinny weedy uh struggling stand-up comedians going oh i'm not really a um, a criminal, they've just put this hood on me, and he goes, nah, shut up, pushes him, in, fights him, and he, I believe the original dialogue, you know, shut up, you dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> pushes him into a big vat of chemicals. And as he's falling, finish. he shouts, oh, you bell end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you dickhead. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that, oh, watch it. So, and uh, in, in later comics, that, and, you know, uh, the, the animated version, everything, yeah. that's established as canon, that is the Joker's yeah. origin. Yeah. Well, so, uh, well, in the Burton's film, how he becomes the Joker is pretty much exactly the same. He falls in a vat of chemicals yeah. and acts as chemical, but they sort of give it an interesting cinematic spin, making out that uh, his original alias was Jack Napier, mm. and uh, he was responsible. He was the person who killed Bruce yeah. Wayne's parents. Because you've got to remember, Jack Nicholson is a lot older than conventionally the Joker would be. Yeah. And... That sort of tied in quite nicely. He was around about the night, uh, the right age, because in the comics it's Joe Chill, is it? Who yeah, killed Joe Chill? And yeah. did that in the Nolan's Batman as well. So I know a lot of Batman fans who weren't really bothered by that because it was actually really well done. Mm. The, the the idea of the you know the the Joker was the one responsible. It, it, narratively, it made it made a lot of sense in it that did. movie because yeah. it it gave Batman a real emotional reason to yeah, take yeah. him down. Mm. Um, and also realising that not only is that the person who killed his parents, but he is partially responsible for creating the supervillain that came from this person who killed his parents. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> narratively speaking, it's just far more rich than yeah. really it would be to, oh, he's the Joker. Oh, he's a bit wacky. Oh, yeah. uh, let's fight him. But then that, I mean, if we... Well, I'll hold my thoughts on that for the um, the when we get to Nolan. But, to um, Nolan. yeah, just... I want to. I want to skip ahead. Um, what What are your thoughts on Batman Returns? Uh, Batman Returns. I think uh, I like Batman Returns, but it's a deeply, deeply flawed film. Yeah. Um, mainly because um, stylistically, I think Burton wasn't. He was basically wasn't held back enough. He was allowed to just go. Often the the biggest problem after a successful movie, giving the director far too much freedom. Yeah. Uh, in in my opinion, um, Batman Returns, uh, for all its wonderful parts, yeah. bloated sack of shit, splitting at the seams. Yeah. Um, it was in. No, it's probably harsh. It's not Matrix Reloaded. No, it's but not. it's um, it's no. it was it was like an hour too long. Then there's the yeah. whole bit in the sewer with the penguins and the yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's a lot weirder. Yeah, um, I re I, I like the way that 
he went basically went back to the drawing board. He said, "Right, we've got we've got this established character of Batman, and 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 mm. we've got Bruce Wayne established. We've got Commissioner. Go- Commissioner Gordon was a bit crap in Tim Burton's one. He was like a fat dude. He never he? really explored that character. No, he didn't. He didn't. Um, but I like the way he basically went right bollocks to it. Gotham City's going to look different. We're not going to use the same set. Whereas the first one was more like a noir sort of look, a mm. film noir sort of lot of harsh shadows. Um, he although. It never really defines when it's set. It's got a sort of 30s, 40s look to it. A lot of people are wearing hats and, and long coats. So it's got that sort of um, New York look of the 40s to it and, yeah. and the 50s. Although it's got modern music playing and the cars look modern. So you never know when to pin it down. But it give it this really distinct look. Yeah. Whereas with the sequel, he made this very conscious decision um to make it look utterly different and it was very influenced by uh, German expressionism it's yeah. all very um jagged sharp jagged sharp uh, edges and, and, yeah. and things perspectives are a bit odd and it's very blue it's very blue yeah, and yeah. there's a and it's it's snow everywhere as well it's set at christmas and that side of it i was like you got some fucking balls to do that you mm. could have just took you could have just you know basically took the easy route and went We'll just we'll make it look like the first one. We'll use the same yeah. cast, the same crew, but we'll put different villains in there. He could have done that, and he didn't. And for that, I sort of respect him. But there was loads in that film that I absolutely hate. Loads of people hated Danny DeVito, but I really oh no, I, he was the saving grace for me uh, of the people whole hate film. how they made Penguin disgusting. And I was like, well, what else are you going to do? Make him like in the comics, a rich dude who's a little bit fat. Yeah. Well, whoop de do when he when he when he bites the guy's nose off. Yeah. That was just. Yeah. Oh, no reflective surfaces down in the sewers. Yeah, could be worse. <laughs> My nose could be gushing with blood. What? <laughs> Crunch. Yeah. That, that is great. Yeah, he's he's and it he was disgusting. Well, it was, disgusting. As well as a kid, um, up until that point, he'd, I'd only seen Danny DeVito in, in wacky comedies. You know, he was he was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's twin in Twins. What? How did that happen? <laughs> Come on, you my twin. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just all the crap that was left over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he, 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 you're right. It was it was the it was the Michael Keaton thing again. It was yeah, a, an actor who I mean. I think Danny DeVito was one of his first ever film roles. It was a very serious one. It was uh, One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that? he was minor all night. He was a guy yeah. who kept laughing and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're trying to teach him how to play blackjack and he's just... Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he was after decades in, in Taxi. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah, And yeah. then went into films. Yeah, so, and... so yeah, it, it, I think it's another... I think it was another Michael Keaton thing. I think it was... Take well, Tim, Tim Burton, so, you know, he has that, he has that knack of um, reinventing actors. Mm. I mean, the prime example, obviously, is Depp. But mm-hmm. you know, he, he he takes an actor and puts him in a new light, and I think that was that was kind of one of the bits of magic with the Burton Batman films, like you said, it was a Burton, uh, sorry, not a Burton, a uh, Keaton thing, yeah, uh, a Devito thing, and to uh, to some degree, Michelle Pfeiffer, which she was phenomenal as yeah. Catwoman. I really, I mean, you have to make. I'm not so much down with how he made Catwoman basically mental, <laughs> but. The way well, she on, looked. Let's face, let's face it. Um, uh, oh, uh, Eartha Kitt yeah. was always a bit mental. In yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> how many was it, like four or five people played her? It's like four this? or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was well, a lot, but there was a lot. Well, I, I liked I liked Michelle Pfeiffer as a uh, Catwoman, but um, it, it's a bit wacky the way her origin story and everything. Um, I mean. You can't deny she looked amazing in that film. Well, a bit, yeah. Um, it's but so it's, as well, you got to think it was quite um, risky to take a character that was previously, like we said, in the six to most people in the sixties TV series was mm. wearing a purple cat suit with little ears on and mm. looking a bit sexy. Yeah. 
was yeah. suddenly in this full-on S&M gimp suit with stitches all yeah, down yeah. it. And it was, looked it, amazing. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it looked quite nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well, it's, <laughs> it, I think what he did was, um, with, um, uh, with Catwoman... The the thing with her has always been that she is neither good nor bad. She's not a bad person. She's a particularly good person, but she just loves robbing people. And if she can get easy money or, or whatever, she'll yeah. side with the bad guys. Whereas I think what Tim Burton did is he went, well, we'll take that that basic that that sort of um, uh, idea of her having these two sides mm. and make it a sort of a mental thing rather than actually like a being, Jekyll and Hyde yes, sort of yeah, rather, rather than, than be motivated by certain things like she'll always go with the winning team which yeah. is what she normally was like because she, you know we make her into this character who really has a split personality who, who has to be both of these characters so, so it was almost we've got a three dimensional character but what we're actually going to do is make a two dimensional but you only see one dimension at a time yes, <laughs> so, yes. and then that was a bit yeah yeah that's essentially what he did with that um, and um, I mean you You've, I think he juggled the fact that he had essentially two villains in it quite well. Yeah. Um, considering how hard that is to do in a film. I think he did that quite well. I mean, I think what it boils down to is, with Batman Returns, is style over substance. Yeah, it was it was a clear case. Very and I always back. thought that there was a lot of... Uh, I, I went to... Um, uh, my, my university was essentially like an arts college. I did I did a creative writing degree. You lardy da. Oh yes, wanky, <laughs> B A ons wanky. Um, but it was uh, there was a lot of oh complete knobheads. They're called hipsters now. They were just knobheads when I was at uni. <laughs> yeah, um, I've actually given them like a title now. Yeah, they? they've got they're like a social group. You know, they're just knobheads. Um, but yeah, or pretentious knobheads, I believe, <laughs> is the more technical term. But. I do remember one sitting with a group of pretentious knobheads, TM, yeah. um, and uh, watching Batman Returns, and they're all like waxing lyrical about how visionary Burton is, and uh, and I was like, okay, he might be aesthetically wonderful and have all these great ideas, but Batman Returns was a flawed film, as you massively, said, massively, massively. Well, he is a director. I think he's one of those people who. Um uh, I mean, one of my favourite authors of all time is Clive Barker. And Clive Barker has always had um, uh, his fingers in many pies, as it were. He, he paints, he writes, he writes um, he writes fiction, he writes poetry, he's directed films, he's produced films. Because mm. I think he realises that his, his creative sort of output can't really be confined to one thing. Whereas I think Tim Burton has basically fenced himself in with films whereas he shouldn't he have you seen his have you seen his um uh, design work for characters for his films that he draws all of the conceptual yeah yeah it, it, it's brilliant yeah stunning and he's done a book of poetry which you'll have seen yeah which is great yeah he should do more things like that because what happens is when you're any sort of artist i think is you have these sort of um these drives and these pangs to do something but you don't know what it is, and you go, right, I'm feeling creative. And if you're a filmmaker, you go, I'll make a film. And if you're an artist, you, you say, I will paint a painting. Mm. Whereas very smart artists realise in what direction that has to go. And Tim Burton just goes, films! And sometimes I think he should have just went, paintings, stories, yeah, poetry. And he hasn't got the correct output for you know, what he's trying to say and what he's trying to do. He tries to, he goes, I'm feeling like this at the moment. I'll put that in my next film. And it doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll go on from uh, Returns now. Uh, do you know why 
he didn't get brought back for the third one. No, I would like to know why. Um, this is a famous story, which is apparently very true. Okay. McDonald apparently said this because the, the Batman returns. Oh, you, already, yeah. already, I'm envisioning what this is, where this is going. Already, his face palming. <laughs> you, um, you obviously, we've we've discussed that Returns is a very flawed film, but you also will probably agree with me that it's a hell of a lot darker than the first one. Yeah, it's a darker film. Yeah, yeah. apparently, McDonald said. This film's too dark because it's a Warner Brothers film. This film's too dark. We can't make happy meal toys out of it. And that was one of the driving reasons why Tim Burton wasn't asked back for a third one because the film was too dark, right? Now, think about that in today's context. Yeah. Of a Batman film being too dark, (laughs) right? Yeah, okay. So, move forward a couple of years and Tim Burton's still on board, not as a director, though, as producer. Mm. And Mr... Mr. I make a shit film, I make a good film. Is it? It's, it's a bit like, it's, well, I was going to say it's a bit like Macbeth, isn't it? It's like mm. he who should not be named, well, Voldemort, yes, yes. Macbeth, well, sort of name in the well, Batman world. Within in the, the Batman, Batman world, world, yes, yes. Joel Schumacher has made some of my favourite films. Yeah. Falling Down is amazing. Yes. And I, re- I know it's very flawed, but I like 8mm as well. That's a good one sorry, of the films. Sorry. Have you ever seen the uh, Reeves and Mortimer version of Falling Down? No. <laughs> the Sunderland Film Corporation presents Falling Down. Is it with the models? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's Vic Reeves as Michael um, Michael Douglas. <laughs> yes, uh, and he's going like, Michael Douglas has just been fired from his job. And he's now going to the shops. He's kind of pissed off. He's already got a right knock on because some, <laughs> some lads threw his stotty down the drain. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, which series of Reason was it? It was, it was, um, was, it it was actually shooting uh, Shoot and Stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was one of the Watch many. this clip. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe one of the um, Sunderland Film Corporation clips was it, set in Hartlepool. Um, uh, well, they did. Um, in the last series of uh, Reason Mortimer, they did the Hartlepool Theatre Company, didn't they, with little models on yes, sticks? And they did, yeah. the elef- they did Batman in it, in fact. Yes. Alfred, come and bounce on the bat bed with me. <laughs> Can you pull down my bat pants, Alfred? Yeah, brilliant. And the, the Hartlepool <laughs> accents were spot on. Oh, yeah, man, you're radgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, digression. Yes, um, sorry. No, it's fine. That's what all, this show's all about. If we didn't digress, this show would be about ten minutes long. <laughs> um, no, um... Yeah, so we got to the Schumacher films, which we yeah. will skim over because I, well, like many here. We'll, we'll, we'll cover in brief form, shall we? Yeah. I mean, Batman and Robin, um, you, you. We need forever first. Sorry, not, but I, I, I actually meant forever in my head. Oh my God. It's just, it's so, it's like it's been branded on my head as a yeah. brand of hate and shitness. It's, but. It um, felt to me like he'd been. He tried to ease himself in. He'd went, mm. we'll try, we'll change it quite a bit, but we'll still. Because there was still some Bernie things in there. There was still some of the first film sort of... Sort of set design. Yeah, and yes, like that. Yeah, yeah, the sort of 30s, 40s sort of look. And I didn't mind Val Kilmer. He's just right? got his yeah. chin just looks... You look at it and you go, that's Val Kilmer. <laughs> you, just, you don't go, oh, that's Batman. With Michael Keaton, you're like... Uh, you, like we were saying, you could, you were like, uh, maybe people wouldn't pick it up on it. Yeah, with Val Kilmer, there was no way he wasn't Bruce chin. Wayne in that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... um the, let's the villains. I mean, the the villains were the. I actually, I like Jim Carrey and I hate Two Face. I was going to say, um, Jim Carrey, going against type, he'd been yeah. he'd been Ace Ventura before that, really, yeah. in most people's eyes, and 
say what you want about the man's comedy. I actually, I just think he's a far better dramatic actor um, he than is, he yeah. could ever be a comedic actor because um, it, it just relies on his face melting. Um, <laughs> but does, yeah. um, no, I thought uh, as as the Riddler, he, he he did it exactly in the appropriate tone for that movie. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, I do, I do believe was. He was, from the looks of his performance, he was waiting for a taxi to come, and then they, they sort of dragged him into makeup. Yeah, and so he was kind of he was kind of winging it. He heard there was some beer and some yeah. women in it for him. Or, but Tommy know. Lee Jones is a phenomenal He's actor. An amazing actor. <laughs> like, what was he doing stunning, in that film? But it was like he took Jim Carrey's Riddler and Jack Nicholson's Joker. And went, uh, I'll just middle ground it on these two. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a bit wacky. It wasn't I'm, threatening. No. And Billy D. Williams, we need to talk about this, he played Harvey Dent in the first two films, didn't he? Yes, yeah, they had Harvey Dent. And apparently and... He, he, he actually signed on to those two films because he was told by producers if they made a film of Two-Face in, he would be playing Harvey Dent, Two-Face. And <laughs> they got the third one, and Criminal... That's, yeah. Now that would have been great as well. A, a black guy playing Two Face as well, which is something which we've not seen before. Yeah, fantastic. Because because Harvey Dent's in quite a few scenes in the first two films. He's, he's pivotal he's in the first fairly, one. I mean, he's the he's the DA. He's, he's yeah. quite pivotal to crime in Gotham. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, apparently, famously, uh, Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones despised each other. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, there was a lot of talk because it, it, it led on. This sort of came out when uh, Men in Black was being made. Oh yeah, and people were very worried that uh, Will Smith would have the same trouble with him. Ah, because right. he, he a bit he, of a serious. He was a very serious actor. He he had no time for Jim Carrey. Uh, really despised him, and there was a lot of people because Jim Carrey was still kind of up and coming at, mm. th- at that point. Um, and apparently, he was. It was to the point where he was essentially um, afraid of Tommy Lee Jones. From oh, yeah, what yeah. I remember, I'd have to check it. But, He's quite an imposing chap. Yeah, and there was a lot of people say a lot of people worried on the set of Batman Forever that this might like ruin Jim Carrey's career if, oh, yeah. if Tommy Lee Jones's attitude ruined his performance. Oh, yeah. uh, and so when it got to Men in Black, people were like, "Okay, well we've got this comedic actor. Yeah. He was the Fresh Prince, and he's been in Bad Boys. He's been in a few films, but he's essentially a, a comedic actor. And then we've got Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Oh, what's he going to be like? Well, they got they got him on that film to be the straight man essentially anyway, yeah. didn't they and I think that was what sealed it yeah, like yeah. there but yeah um, really really didn't like each I other didn't know on that. that film oh that's interesting sort of a, a Robert Shaw um, what's it ah uh, oh, uh, Jaws um, actor uh, oh, Richard Dreyfus. yes Richard Dreyfus, yeah. Robert Shaw sort yeah. of uh, hatred of each other yeah, yeah apparently on set yeah um, well yeah forever for me I like Jim Carrey in it. Yeah. I think he's a good Riddler. I mean, apparently a lot of people have been campaigning for it. Robin Williams is one of them. I know that. Mm. A few people. And you can imagine Robin Williams is a Joker. I imagine yeah, yeah. that. He, he, he'd do a similar... Is the Joker or the Riddler? Is the, is, sorry, the Riddler. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Did I say Joker initially? Yeah, you said Joker. I've drank too much beer. Yeah. Just... Beer is flowing here. And wine. And wine, yes. yes. I've got wine over my half of Richie's sex room. Yes, it's uh. true. Um, <laughs> but I like Jim Carrey as a Riddler. And I but hated, hated Two-Face with a passion. So shit. He shouldn't have even been in the film. It should have just been the Riddler. Richie, sh- should we talk about Batman and Robin? Dry <laughs> Richie. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I was I, trying to avoid it. I was trying to just talk about Batman forever for the next six hours. And then Matt, maybe you'd fall asleep and we wouldn't have to talk about it. <laughs> shit. I do remember the first time. I mean, we watched that film together. Uh, we did and on believe, my Batman box set, I do believe. What was it? I I thought it was like a. I remember I was around your house many years ago, um, and we were 
Were we students? We, we were students at oh, the time, dear. so it was acceptable to be shit at life. Um, <laughs> so basically, we, I was around your house, and it was like a Sunday afternoon. We might have been hungover. Either way, we'd had a roast dinner from Vicky or you. Yeah. And uh, it was on. It was like a Channel 5 afternoon oh, movie. Been, I, I, I did have it on a box set, but yeah, probably was but, on like, Channel it was, 5. <laughs> I think you had it on the box set, but you'd never watched it because it was so shit. Yeah, and I only got the box set because it had the first two in it. Yeah, and yeah. It was cheap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we sat and watched it, and... I think at one point we looked at each other and you said, "Is this entire script is just quips? Like yeah. the, every single scene was, um, yeah. you know, just like a Schwarzenegger person go cool party, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> ice God. to see you," and, which I believe is actually a line from a Simpsons episode where they oh, were watching God. Rainier Wolfcastle in a movie where he bursts from a statue of ice. Now that episode, I think, was from the mid nineties, yeah. which is probably just before. I mean, Batman and Robin was what ninety seven. Uh, something like that it was yeah, back yeah. end of the 90s yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, I, I, for them to watch The Simpsons and then go ah that that line that's essentially a parody of every Arnie quip ever made yeah. why don't we get Arnie to say that <sighs> with a straight face in the new Batman movie the <laughs> only reason they cast Arnie in that film is because Victor Fries is essentially Austrian slash German that sort <laughs> of area of Europe and they just went, oh, who do we know with an accent like that? Because Christoph Waltz wasn't around back then. No. So they just went, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and they got him on the film. Oh, my God. There's the wonderful bit when they're meant to make him a three-dimensional character at the end. And oh, fucking George Clooney, George Clooney. We'll get him in a second. He goes, like, do you really want to do this, doctor? Or do you want to help your wife? And then he, he, gives, he gives George Clooney these two vials of medicine and goes, Take two of these and call me in the morning. Oh, yeah. Is that before or after he cries and a little frozen tear comes out his eye? I think it's just after he cries with a little frozen oh, tear. But then, of course, there's Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman with, so, oh. I'm green with envy. Oh, God. Oh, you're making the pain Or the, the bit with Robin when he goes, because she, she kisses people and kills them. Oh, yes. And yeah, uh, because she's poison ivy. No, she doesn't, and, in the, she doesn't so much kill, she kills a couple in that film, but most of the time she kisses them and hypnotises them. Oh, yeah, that's it. And yeah. Robin kisses her. And then she goes, what? I don't understand. And his then he, he peels off his lips and goes, rubber lips, sweetheart. That's something oh. to stick that degree. It is, it is so shit. I mean, and it's like so day-glow as well, isn't it? It's all neon and day-glow and to weird. Say, to say that that movie makes um, the, the, the Batman TV movie look like fucking Harry Brown or something. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's... It, it, it's I mean, the fascinating thing with it, though, is even in a comparison with Batman Forever, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, it, even in comparison to an average to shit film, it is absolutely atrocious. And just to, to go back to what you were saying earlier about um, unlikely actors and underrated actors becoming Batman, um, to say that they got George Clooney yeah. to be Batman, and he was fucking awful yeah. is really I mean if Burton can get uh, Michael Keaton no, no, a great actor not saying he's not a great actor but he can get Michael Keaton and convince you that he's Batman Yeah. for then Joel Schumacher to get George Clooney who I do believe is actually a very very he's good a actor. actor he's a you know, stunning actor yeah. um, but to get him and then make him look like he works on the um, fictional soap opera Days of Our Lives from Friends <laughs> is like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a bit weird. Um, sort of, 
it's the other way around with George Clooney, isn't it? It's sort of on paper, you can sort of go, he might yeah, wipe as a Bruce Wayne. He's a, he's a smooth playboy yeah. billionaire, yeah, yeah, you could see that. And But I think it was more to do with the script he was handed. Yeah. Like, uh, is it, oh, the bat credit card. Yes, I believe um, <laughs> when they're trying to outbid, Batman and Robin are trying to outbid each other for a date with Poison Ivy, and he... Um, He's, yeah. And Robin's like, how can you afford that much, Batman? And he goes, my bad credit card. I never leave home without it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, sort of to tie it in with the less said about, oh, my God, I'm getting twitches just thinking about it. <laughs> so fucking awful. But, um, oh, God, we didn't even talk about Batgirl. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot she existed. Shit. But, uh, yeah, no nipples on her Batsuit. Uh, yeah, funny yeah. that <laughs> she's got the right name no she's not Barbara Gordon is she no she's she's Barbara Pennyworth isn't she yeah, she's, she's Alfred's, Alfred's uh, granddaughter something like yeah granddaughter yeah 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 um, uh, that's, uh, well um, she's she's Barbara Gordon in the books isn't she she's yeah. uh, commissioner because she, she becomes oracle because yeah. she gets paralysed uh, by a shot by the nerds we're in sync <laughs> yeah, does, does the Joker shoot her I think uh, yes the Joker yeah. shoots her in Killing Joke and yeah. uh, he, he says something along the lines of um Oh, I don't because he she's over at a bookshelf and he shoots her and goes. Oh, I don't really particularly like your uh, book collection. I've got no room in um, my house for books with broken spines. Uh, you know, and that was a case of the Joker being really funny and really dark, dark at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, she's in it. We won't talk about her because she's terrible, bad casting, and that is uh, Alicia Silverstone. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, terrible um, with a wonky mouth. Yeah, a fame of oh, what was that film she was in with Carrie Ellis where she was. Um, oh no! Honestly, this is a, such a shocking film. Um, it was called um, Crush or something right. like that, and she played like a fourteen-year-old girl who lived next door to Carrie Ellis, and he's a successful doctor, and she has a crush on him, oh, and uh, she tries, she hits on him, and he goes, "No, you're you're a child. No, I'm stay away." I'm Carrie Ellis. I'm you know, the Carrie shit. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Robin Hood uh, and, uh, with an English accent. Yes, with an English accent, and and then I won't do anything for a long time, and then I'll saw my foot off yes uh but either you know she hits on him and then he's like no go away and then she starts stalking him and then she starts um she kills his girlfriend with bees it's the the precursor what? to the nicholas cage um don't uh, talk <laughs> about that in my room <laughs> but yes don't uh, say its name i will not say it no um but yeah she and then uh she uh it, it culminates in her in an attic with him somehow with big action sequence and she goes just face it you love me and there's this wonderfully awfully shot moment when he turns around in slow motion with a stern look on his face and he pulls his fist back and there's a tracking shot of his fist (laughs) and then he punches her in the face (laughs) he punches a 14 year old girl in the face and she actually flies across the room in a sort of wire foo style. Is this why she's got a wonky mouth? Probably. He probably, you know, went method on her. But <laughs> it, the, the point is, the film com- the film's climax is a 35-year-old man punching a 14-year-old girl in the face, and you like him for it. And she flies across the room like it's the fucking Matrix. <laughs> it's, oh, Carrie awesome. Terrible. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. yeah, she then went on to be Batgirl, and obviously a career blossomed. Oh man, there. it's a terrible. Role. It's, there's no need for a character to be there. No, no. We've, we'd forgotten about her until just then. Yeah, the, the the fact is that I mean, that whole film were they consciously the only way I can reason it in my head is if they were consciously trying to move it back towards the '60s Batman. I think they were. Was that what they were trying? I to think do? they were. Because yeah. There's no other explanation for it. I mean. 
you've got to remember at the beginning they're in like a sort of rocket firing at the space with Mr. Freeze and they jump out on the doors and Robin shouts cowabunga <laughs> as he door says down it. It's just, you know, and then you go back to Burton's Batman where Batman says about eight lines in the entire film. It's yeah. just... And everybody's uh, scared of Batman. And that's the yes. point. He's scary. Yes, and... that was why he dressed as a bat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't... For theatrical, well, it sort of was theatrical, but the, the theatre of fear—it wasn't. He struck fear into the criminals. Yeah, hearts that's what he and... says in um, in. Um, uh, actually, he said it in one of the comics. I think it might be in Year One, but he says it in uh, Mask of the Phantasm as well because he shows you his backstory in that. He says, uh, you know, he, he fights the first criminals dressed in just a balaclava and everything, covers yeah. his face, and he says, you know, I am, um, you know, I did it. It worked, but. I need, I need to scare them. I need to strike fear into them as soon as they see me. Well, I think on that note, we'll leave it here for this episode. Uh, so please join us next time and we'll do the part two of our Batman special. See you later. <laughs>